0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Watery De Show podcast. We are so happy to have the pleasure of your company. If this is your first time listening, sit back, relax. We hope you enjoy. If you are coming back because you enjoy our content and you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash warui desho we've got all kinds of fun rewards and bonus content like early access discord roles additional audio and video content all in three budget friendly tiers if you're not able to support us financially no biggie we totally understand if you'd like to help us out uh, for free you can always give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which helps our discoverability You can follow us on SoundCloud, on Twitter, at waterway Show. You can always send us an email at waterway at gmail.com If you want to correspond with us We may not get to read every correspondence on the show But I can promise you that we do read and try to respond to every single one Because we do love our community, which we hope you'll be a part of Thank you for your kind attention, friend And without further ado, let's get to the show
1: Hello,
0: friends. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and envies back to what are we just show stream of thought talking about the vikings the one and only norse uh <laughs> legend heritage thing
1: uh bior... did, we, did, you, did you machine translate that <laughs> <laughs> yep I did. oh my me. oh my god like um by the way, we, this is real hoodie hours. As you can see, both me and Doc are wearing hoodies today. Mm. Uh, Doc, yes. because of his apparently isn't too... Obviously is too warm, whereas my home no. at the moment... Uh, I have the heating on. I still have a hoodie on. And I'm probably going to set some part of this set up behind me on fire to keep me warm <laughs> at some point. Because currently, it's incredibly cold everywhere in England at the moment. December sucks. Mm-hmm. You heard it from me first. And uh, yeah, if I... Uh, if I may get us started let us begin with the F's in chat for our dear mushroom connoisseur fallen in battle beyond F's in chat yep pay your respects folks that's all right I'm pressing F now may, may he rest in peace in the mushroom kingdom forever and ever uh... the mushroom kingdom.
0: that's all his heaven the... that's his heaven
1: you know this as well as I do
0: you gotta they're gonna put his corpse into a pipe no, he's been... gonna
1: <laughs> and now he's off to the big, you know, world one one in the sky. I, I, if I ever get round to it, and I suddenly also develop a sense of like colors and artistic talent, I will actually make a Super Mario world like Bjorn Sprite. <laughs> it would work.
0: Man, I need to get on Mario Maker and do a level <laughs> called the Rip Bjorn. Oh that no, needs to happen. It's just a big mushroom. <laughs> And oh, there will no. be other there'll be other parts to it. I haven't conceptualized them yet, but the large mushroom will happen and it will make you grow large <laughs> as a tribute to our In- fallen Incredible. Our fallen hero, you know? I mean the main character of the show is dead, Shadon. Our that's avatar. It.
1: Pack it up. <laughs> Pack it up. Let's call it a day. I mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm done watching Vinland Saga now. why come back?
0: I know. I mean, there's, you know, the, the political
1: intrigue
0: <laughs> can kick rocks compared to, yeah. you know.
1: All this devastation of, like, you know, of meeting old friends again after all this time. You know, the burden of aging, you know, 11 years later, all this awful stuff. Doesn't matter. My favorite mushroom boy ain't yeah. gonna mushroom no more. He ain't gonna
0: no get... More, uh, no. No, no more no mania for us. No. It's very tragic.
1: But no. we'll, we'll try to soldier
0: on and do this.
1: I do as... hope that uh, beyond tombstone is just a giant, well, toadstool. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. It is. It's true. <laughs> yep. And
0: that's what's important. Um, I'm the subtle doctor, by the way. <laughs> I don't think I mentioned that. Uh, Shadon is with me here from the other side of the pond. The hardest working man in pod business.
1: Well, I don't know I about that, but... Hardest drinking man in pod business. I think that's probably the more accurate description. Those that's not uh, contradictory claims. I'll, drinking alcohol is not hard work, by the way. Uh, spoilers, by the way, for our final Vinland Saga stream when it happens, I will be drinking mead on that. <laughs>
0: it must happen. Oh, of course, it must happen. There, there will be other, other surprises in store. I'm sure from you, but the <laughs> mead, the mead you've been. I feel like you've been. Have you, you called that a while back, right? Like I did, had... I
1: did, and mm-hmm. I promise I will get round to it. I will. I promise I will get drunk on stream just once for covering Vinland Saga. It's what Bjorn would have wanted.
0: <laughs> Again, it's true. It's just, it's what we need to do as a community is honor his wishes. I think, you know, it's what anime deserves, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, deserves um, deserves me making a titter myself live on air to you know how many people may be watching this thing in time. Because I'm drinking 14% mead. Whoops. (laughs)
0: Well, now the anime can drink along with you because it turned 21 this week.
1: Oh! Midland Saga. Yeah, it's come of age. Um. That was the best segue ever. I... I feel like we need to start having a competition on who can outdo each other with the best segue on this show. Oh,
0: I lose so hard. Like, I'm I'm terrible at it. This was the exception that proves the rule. Well, one, if, I, if
1: I if if I, I get rich, I'm going to win it uh, by default forever just by having a segue <laughs> in the background. Completely uncommon, son. Best segue on the show.
0: It would be the worst segue of any show if you had a segue in the background of your...
1: <sighs> you have your no show. imagination, honestly. No <laughs> imagination.
0: Well, look. Before we can fully go into debaucherous revelry with Venlon Saga, we need to look back one last time at episode 20, specifically the Twitter polls, and check in on what you, our our viewers slash listeners, uh, had to say about mm-hmm. the various polls that we put out on the Waterloo Show Twitter, at Waterloo Show, if you'd like to mm-hmm. participate. More Definitely. polls will be coming at you throughout uh, this stream and they'll last a week. So head on over and vote. We'll update you on them at the end of this stream and then at the beginning of the next one.
1: So you're right. So let's take it from the top then. Uh, Vinland Saga, episode 20, poll number one. Is Floki the salacious crumbs of King Swain's Danish Jabber? Uh, 42% said. I mean, I don't I think if I do that voice anymore I'm gonna to to start taking cough drops, but anyway. Uh forty two percent you said that and fifty eight percent you said, well, I'm not doing the noise that he makes, just you, you all <laughs> know what it sounds like. Just imagine your head. That's good. The screaming
0: and coherent noise. That's yeah. good. The Ima-
1: I- imagine Frank Oz like, you know, going completely insane on LSD and that's basically how it sounds. Man, I used to
0: love I still love actually, when Jabba like gets mad. Like it's so funny to me. His whole, like, you know, huge eyes and just the nods like, ooh, the chuba. Like, it's, oh, God, it cracks me up, that scene every time. When what do you reckon he's off. actually
1: What do you reckon he's actually saying, like, you know, apart from his usual <laughs> gibberish, like, oh, by Christ, I didn't mean for this to happen. This is most uncouth. Exactly. What do <laughs> or do you reckon he's saying, you know what, you posh quack, I'll fucking have you. Like
0: that. It's <laughs> just Come- like, you, probably the latter, but I'd like to think that he's just like, Oh, dearie me, I feel as if, and don't take this the wrong way, but you may have stepped a skosh out of line. If you could just perhaps rephrase what you said, maybe we'd be able to get along like sporting gentlemen.
1: Now is not the time, it's the new (laughs) season premiere of Babylon 5, you fuckers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could have just seen him being there. I mean, he clearly is a couch potato, let's be honest. And they don't have DVR in the Star Wars. Oh no, no! I mean, they had to watch it. Light speed lasers, lightsabers, even you know all that streaming Mm -hmm. services, on demand. No, possible.
0: Man, do you remember? Do you remember when everyone? So like, okay, you're aware of like I don't know what they call this phenomenon. There's a word for it, but when a product becomes so synonymous with a particular brand that we just all start calling. For instance,
1: Tissues Kleenex. Ooh. Uh,
0: people, in chat,
1: people in chat, people in chat, use your Google mm-hmm. things, use your search engines to search with and tell us this while we're live on air.
0: It, it was, for a while, Tylenol, I think, had such a grip on the painkiller that, every you know, give me a Tylenol instead of... tums
1: Pepto-Bismol. But,
0: but like, uh, the... The DVR sort of, I don't know, industry in the very beginning, I guess, had so few um, visible competitors that everyone used to call it TiVo, you know, uh... TiVo the show. I guess Google is like this, like when you just mean to search for something, although you are using Google all the time. It's not like exactly like Kleenex, but I just remembered when we talked about DVR, for some reason, my brain was like, you know, Salacious Crumb, you didn't TiVo Babylon <laughs> <laughs> we used to call it TiVoing. Oh, man. <laughs> this is weird.
1: Uh, moving away from TiVo, uh, poll mm-hmm. number two. Now we're going to talk about something distinctly British and superior to all of your American pig food. Yep. Uh, sorry to put it out there so bluntly, but I just thought I'd be fair to you, you know. And find out. Uh, is the pasty just a calzone? Because that's a thing now. Uh, 30, 38% of you have no taste and no idea what the hell you're talking about because <laughs> you said totally... Fucking isn't. I'll just tell you that now. Don't make me get out of this. I'll come I'll go. I will go and I will I'll let Doc solo this for a bit while I get on a plane. Uh, but sixty two percent of you, you know, you're in the clear. You and I, we can be friends. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh next up, poll number three. Uh this is the Fortnite question that we got to put in, you know, because Doc wanted to get the Fortnite books. Uh what did you think of Gunnar's Dance? Uh twenty five percent. Oh, I o- didn't get it, but now I get it, because I'm not yeah. looking at them. Okay. Uh 25%. Move over the floss. Uh, 25% I'd learn it if I could, and 50% I don't even. Uh, I don't even either, folks. I But then again, Gunnar's got something else going on in this episode, which I'll bring up when we get to it, because I've never I've never seen a more transparent person in my entire life. I'm surprised it was a <laughs> fucking seafroat.
0: <see-thros. laughs> Good you know, like what makes you say sure that he's a spy? Well, well do you kind of st- everything. <laughs> do you want to start
1: listing, canoe? I'm going to be here for Just a while. Like, unfurl a scroll that's, like, six feet long. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. They'd have been there for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, And finally, uh, episode 20, poll number four. Is the crown a spirit? So is it basically the Lich King's helmet from World of Warcraft? Uh it's the or, crown a spirit. Yeah. 48% said yes, and 52% said no. So, uh oh on, no depending fun on, depending on who you ask in any given room you know half the people think that Vinland Saga is a paranormal mystery mm-hmm. so hey there we are I mean it's, yeah that's what I think well I'm sure we'll find out as the episodes continue and we get towards the conclusion but wise that brings us to the end of the polls for episode 20 so thank you very much actually to everyone who joined us this time really good to have you thrown in the you know a couple of the answers to the polls there more coming your way lace, which I'll be putting through uh, on the YouTube chat as we go Back over to you, Doc. Yep, um, but before we talk about... Now we can
0: move on, by the way, to 21, but before we talk about what happened in the episode, uh, let's talk about uh, the episode director really briefly here. Uh, Saikai is what the Japanese uh, title is. Translates to Reunion, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have Yusuke Sonoichi, (laughs) directing uh once again the director's chair only a single occupant this time um and you know i thought that they did uh, a pretty good job with this i enjoyed and this is not on the director per se but like i enjoyed uh this episode i thought that there were numerous instances of really high quality highly detailed um facial expression yes
1: arc. yes there was there
0: were some really good like reaction shots and things like that that, again, it looked like they took some extra time to add some extra shadows, uh, shading, detail lines. And that added a lot to the episode. But Tsunoichi um, has directed uh, before. Once again, we're in reruns here. Uh, they directed episode 10. And just like on that show, I will say here again, not a huge resume for Tsunoichi. Uh, or is it Tsunochi? Am I reading this wrong? I might be reading this wrong. I am. Uh, Just call Tsunochi. him Simon and I've done with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yusuke uh, Tsunochi. Sorry, apologies, yusuke Um But uh, yeah, I'm going to shout this out again uh, because it's really fun to see your reaction to when I say this. Uh, Production assistant on Mass Effect, Paragon Lost, the movie.
1: Oh. <laughs> Just forget it exists all the time. Uh that's basically what's <laughs> happened to Mass Effect the franchise in general. Even I forgot about it when I promised I'd start streaming it. You did forget about it. Yeah. Um I guess my mass just wasn't very effective for too long. No.
0: Um But yeah, like, you know, this person has never um it looks like never like helmed a project creatively as like a director or an art director or anything like that um they were the unit director for the ace attorney opening Mm -hmm. which i mean you probably don't want to be associated with the ace attorney television anime at this point but some good credits uh though even though again the resume small stuff like um uh drifters an anime that more people should watch uh episode six uh again drifters uh an incredible anime that features, uh, Jesus commanding an army of orcs. Definitely should watch this show. Ah, finally, um, a
1: faithful adaptation of the Old <laughs> Testament. Exactly. I've been waiting all my life for this. I might have actually paid attention in Sunday school.
0: God! Literally! You weren't, why? If, if you knew they weren't censoring the Bible, that's all. Uh, you're just a conscientious objector to Sunday school. Um... Kuri Progressive. Uh, the, probably that one isn't so good. Uh, I've not seen it yet, but I've heard only disparaging things. Uh, but also episode director on uh, episode 13. Uh, always important episodes, those uh, of Q, the second season. Um, done some work on the basketball Kuroku plays, mm-hmm. um, which I quite like, uh, despite not having watched a lot of it. The stuff that I, I watched, I did like Um but yeah, small CV, but um, putting in a shift here. Again, a good shift,
1: I should say, on mm. Vinland Saga, episode 21, Reunion. They've certainly done very well with this particular episode, I'll say that ahead of time. And, and mm-hmm. if anything, like the most recent episodes, finally feel like the show's got its stride again. It just keeps, mm-hmm. it just keeps hitting it, beat for beat, mm-hmm. time after time. It's, it's, just, it's just landing all the right notes, hitting all the right spots. It's working. So keep it, it up. It's working.
0: See home to the end, I boys. Um, I don't think your poll is posting in chat. Oh, that's um, rude of it. Just because I guess you're not the admin or whatever.
1: Boo. So,
0: boo. But head on over to Twitter. Um, maybe the, the notifications here will be like, poll one is up. <laughs> so when you see that, um, you can just go to Twitter and vote. And again, we'll check in on those at the end of our show. But, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize. Here we go with our summary of episode 21, the key events. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to our discussion. The may the may there may or may not be after.
1: a reunion in this episode titled Reunion. We really can't say ahead of time. It's, there's, what are you even talking about? That would be silly. Could, who knows what might happen? This is not, listen, this is a
0: serious show. Those kind of shenanigans and that sort of Do you, silly, A serious show where a guy gets spirally eyes? Humor.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was half expecting that dude to have like chicks flying around his head.
0: <laughs> the horse that got uppercutted into the
1: sky. Yeah. Definitely. How could I forget about that? <laughs> oh man. Well, well, I'm glad I remembered it now. <laughs> we may have
0: lost Bjorn, but we still have uh you know, our favorite pipe smoking son uh leaf. The Ericsson. Yep, Mr. Our favorite Ericsson. our favorite
1: Ericsson, as you say. That's our
0: favorite Erickson, uh, actual historical figure. Like many people here, it's just he's one that I remember because I learned about him in school. Um, I think
1: was that during your saying? don't do drugs class Doc? No, unfortunately,
0: it wasn't they again censoring oh, and infer- censoring the truth. S-
1: see, see we... what I mean. <laughs> see what I mean here, folks. Like you know, the U.S. they don't have the correct version of the Old Testament where Jesus is leading arcs around. They don't know what pasties are and think they're calzones. And now they're shit. No yeah. wonder true. America's so screwed up. I should say that this
0: is not to turn this into the Drifters cast, but that <laughs> army of orcs that Jesus is leading, he's leading it against Oda Nobunaga. Um, also, Billy the Kid is involved. Joan of Arc, of course. Um, yeah, so it's good.
1: Fate Drifters. grand out of order.
0: No, no, It's so much better than that. <laughs> wow. Not that, I, not that I doubt that, but like... <laughs> I, mean, I love fate, but it drifters is like hilarious in a way that fate just isn't. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Um, okay, back on track here. Vikings, the Vikings show. Uh, so Leaf is there, and uh, he's in this whole episode. Basically, takes place in York, and this is mm-hmm. where Leaf has been, and he sees um that oh my god, uh, some noblemen are pulling into port, we need to move our fucking boat out of the way.
1: Yep, yeah, it's um, a Canute zuba driver finally turned up.
0: It, it is. The, uh, the Canute mobile is uh, is pulling in. Um, all the all the blondes, all the available blondes are there. Uh, the Canute, Ascalad, uh, and Thorfinn. Do
1: you reckon they and... would be uh, yelling, I'm on a boat! I'm on a boat! Look at me, I'm on a motherfucking... Well, you don't know what that is? No, I don't get it. I
0: honestly. don't believe
1: this! Uh, what? <laughs> what that I don't get a reference? Come do, on. Do you, ha- do you have do you have like a course. do you have a nuclear fallout bunker just designed to avoid internet memes? Mm-hmm.
0: Apparently I do. Because
1: I actually probably should build one myself to be fair. So maybe I should be throwing shade on that. I will elaborate on this uh with Doc after the actual cast. <laughs> the chat. Once again, I'm being
0: called out as a robot because for yeah. my unfamiliarity with pop culture. Beep boop, beep boop, file <laughs> not found. I'd like to think of myself as more data than, more, more akin to data than a uh, beep boop robot. <laughs> <laughs> what is this love you speak of, Captain Picard? Interesting. Oh man, you make um, me sad now, but, for, but I'll tell you why, Lisa, That can That can wait. Okay, all right. So anyway... Canute and co, uh, rolling up. And, uh, Leaf sees them. And at first he sees Askeladd and he's like, holy shit, this guy killed Thors. I can't believe it. He's here. Um, and then he sees, uh, Thorfinn and he is, like, taken aback. Just like, oh my god, um, I can't believe this. It's, it's you, it's you, he's thinking, right? And, uh, but then amidst all this, like, him kind of recognizing, um, <laughs> you, okay. Sorry, mirror, just uh, interrupting my train of thought here. But, but that look—it's—it's it's a song or is it a meme? What is it? It's both. A meme song, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, I know. Look, I know some memes. I'm not complete. There, I know memes. You know, we already talked about the like Willy Wonka <laughs> meme. Okay, that's a very recent and relevant meme. Tell me more, please. Definitely. <laughs> Tell me more about how you know all about games. Um There's there's the one where the sharks are high fiving each other. That's mm-hmm. pre- definitely also new. Um, so, Doc, what do, you, what do you
1: say your TikTok account- accounts um,
0: d- you are? Breath- you- yeah, Breath Mints. Yes, I I know of the Breath Mints, the tic- TikToks. I couldn't uh. do- yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I kid. Um, I don't actually have a TikTok account, although I'm—I know it is a successor to Vine. Um, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's—anyone? Does that ring a bell? Huh? Huh? See, not that old. I know the references. Not, not a complete fucking old man. <laughs> I really am. I feel so old lately, dude. <laughs> Look what have get... struck in your chin over uh, you need? Do
1: you need a firmware
0: upgrade? I do, I just need more pop culture exposure If you could download that into me From the Matrix, I'd be, I'd be happy
1: I'll find you at <laughs> Tumblr, we'll get you started
0: <laughs> Luckily my kids are not Like allowed unfiltered access to the internet So they're not like rubbing my nose in this shit mm-hmm. You know, like That's dad You're so best. out of touch <laughs> I mean, well, absolutely um, Basically they have Some streamers, They this is not the After Hours cast, but they, they just have some streamers they follow, uh, and that's kind of it. They don't really interface with social media, and they're very young, so that's going to stay that way for a while. <laughs> um, Good shout. Yeah, yeah. So, Dan TDM, if you're listening, be happy that you're one of the few people from the internet I allowed in my children's lives. Okay? Stampy Longhead. I see you out there. You're definitely watching this. You also have been given the keys to the kingdom that is my my brood. So don't take that shit lightly. Don't fucking show up as like a fucking, you know, pro-Jared type one day in my timeline. Or I will just... It's gonna cause me a lot of stress and heartache. So don't do that shit. Uh... Also, respect to women should be probably the, the larger reason that you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, anyway. there's, there's plenty of good reasons for.
1: That. <laughs> anyway,
0: okay, I'm gonna wrestle this back to back to Finland. Um, yeah, so Caduk got shot. Um, you know, it was no longer a good day, as uh, as Ice Cube would say. You know, someone had to use their AK, mm-hmm. uh, their auto crossbow. Uh, and yeah, shot Canute right in the right in the chest, and uh, an assassination attempt was made on the life of the prince. And uh, but then we find out, Canute even a larger revelation: Canute's been a woman this whole time. Shadon, you knew, knew it. it. I knew it. Knew, it. Knew, it. knew it. We all knew it. We were hip to this from the beginning. And then oh wait, it's not actually Canute; it's just a body double.
1: Uh, I mean because... the, the way the way this all was cut and shot, like not well, not Canute, of course, who obviously was not shot in the end. Uh, but the way that this is all set up and cut, like you can tell just because there's no seamless transition, like from seeing Canute's face when the the arrow lands in the back, that it's obviously not him. Um. Canute here sporting like the very, you know, first proper bandana look, by the way. Looking very Axel Low from Guilty Game. <laughs> Definitely luck. a thousand percent. <laughs> well, I mean, Axel man, Lowe was time, time travel after all, so
0: that'd work. Just give the man two, like, you know, mini sides. Mm hmm. You know, really, really, with a chain. And a
1: really, really bad Cockney accent.
0: Mm hmm. Always necessary. Which Canute will get because he's grown up in England. Okay. It'll, oh, it'll give for him. him 10 years. That sucks. <laughs> so, like, yeah, uh, turns out that this was a body double, and the assassin is run down by Thorfinn. He pursues the accuser. Um, and this was a whole big stage thing. Um, and the episode will reveal later on kind of why it happened and who set it up and that sort of thing. But in the beginning, we just see, like, uh, you know, Thorfinn, track this guy down and kill him. And, uh, Mm -hmm. right in front of Leaf, uh, who Mm -hmm. is, like, overjoyed just to see this kid. Uh, some people, by the way, accuse Thorfinn of being the killer, and then he just straight cold cocks this one guy. Mm And it's an incredible scene. Like, the animation on, like, the cheek is
1: just, like... It was, he he went, he did a full force, because if you might remember, uh... When fours called Cox beyond and all the others, like he just did so in the exact same fashion, mm-hmm. one and one and done, glass just put him down, and uh, I thought it was
0: um Attlee for a second they they're starting to blend together these
1: these dudes with the the and, you know back this is there, what happened know. with me actually, if I may <laughs> point out, I got Atley mixed up with uh, Argie. Yeah, I believe it was previously mm-hmm. it because happens. yeah i I think you know I'm just. <clears throat> I'm going senile. Like, the hair's already gone. You know, put me in a home next, folks. Just cut to the chase on this.
0: No, it's. Look, I've done it. We've all confused one Viking for another at one point in our lives.
1: Oh, it's yeah. A universal
0: experience. Happened many all, a time in my life. With the many like,
1: Vikings I have actually met in real life.
0: All white people look the same to me. What can I say? Call me racist if you want to. But Damn, that's my so? lived experience. Um, <laughs> no, so. Uh, but yeah, look. Um, Leaf like gives a giant hug,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Thorfinn is just like, "Yo, I don't know. He's just like, "I'm so glad that like you live," and he's just weeping into his shoulder. Uh, and, what a um, moment! And in the beginning, when Thorfinn doesn't recognize him, he gives a pretty good like people's eyebrow, like you know, hmm? uh, "Who are you again, old man?" And then like like the overlapping faces. Occurs, which is pretty good.
1: And this um, this is what this is what happened to Leaf when he smoked too much over time. That's why they did that. It's a PSA, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Definitely a side effect of this
1: life. was Leaf Erickson <laughs> right? <writing> smoking <laughs> marijuana, and now or he discovered So look at him.
0: He discovered it in America. Hmm. And and uh, at the end of this whole exchange, we see Floki looking kind of pissed off. And uh, he knows that Canute and Ascalad specifically are up to something. Um, and again, they'll get into that. They'll sort of spell out specifically the whys and wherefores. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So I also like that. Um, it's matter. so
1: awkward. Like, it's, it's like, like <laughs> do I do I hook? Do I hook? I don't know. Like, do I get? Do I do I embrace this moment? Like, but, but I'm always angry. I can't decide. Oh! Uh, What do
0: I do with physical affection? It's weird. When I'm not being a spy. What's our
1: feelings?
0: (laughs) I know. Yes. Oh, man. So, like, uh, there's a scene next that I have in my notes where um, Thorfinn and uh, Leaf are talking. But they play some really good music.
1: The music in this episode is brilliant. Like, that was sort of Berserk-esque. Oh, that, that's um... not the last time I'm making a Berserk reference, but I'll save the other one for later. Okay. It's a very <laughs> um, kind of haunting, choral... Tragic. Like, because this is what this these moments are in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. not to jump too far ahead into talking points, because it's only really easy to be brief, but the music sells the mood as it should be. It helps, mm-hmm. you know, accentuate what we, the audience, should be feeling, which is that everything that happens in these moments with Leaf and Forfeit and then later with Ascalad and Beyond like they are tragic they never should have happened to begin with in an ideal world none of this would have happened but it does and the music sells the mood of how we, sh- how we should feel about that helps yeah. sell the fact that it's an awful waste of life both in terms of like the people who are still alive and all the waste of time that they've expended doing the pointless things they've done and then the waste of life in the sense of someone dying unnecessarily
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. props and- to them for doing that yeah, and like you said, it's all um emotionally kind of packed into the music. Um that is very good. Uh and so Thorfinn Orphan asks Leaf, like, so Vinland? Like, you know, not uh uh how have you been? Not uh, you know, how's the pipe been treating you? Not uh any other questions about home or whatever. And mm-hmm. Leaf is just like, yo. Ask about your family, dude. Like you should yeah. go see your mom. She's in bad health or whatever. And
1: Thorfinn doesn't he even mention doesn't he mention Ilva though, does he?
0: No, no. Well, so um, he doesn't cruel, mention her cruel. by name, but he does cruel. say like you should ask about your mom and sister. Um, mm-hmm. but then yeah, he doesn't go on to talk about Ilva. And yes, what foolish boy, um, Fool. and like <laughs> Thorfinn is just just like you won't, I won't have you answering questions that I didn't ask you, like, starts yelling and escalating shit. Yes, you are the code red!
1: you goddamn right I did! I mean,
0: just does immediately. Think,
1: like, does he think he's <laughs> in the courtroom here?
0: It's, he's, it's the, the emotional register just ratchets up immediately. Uh, and like, Leaf kind of dodges the Vinland question again, despite Thorfinn you know, being like, this is what my dad wanted to do. Tell me. What's up with it? And uh, mm-hmm. he's like,
1: come home. Let's go home.
0: And, you know, on and on starts playing by Halcyon.
1: Oh, no. That's, <laughs> you know that song? <laughs> That's,
0: so I always associate it with Let's Go Home because in the Mortal Kombat movie, that is Liu <laughs> Kang says, let's go home. And then Halcyon on and on starts playing. <laughs> it's like well, the easiest shit.
1: Either, either, that, either that could be Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that's the that's peak cheese right there. It is that's, peak cheese. That's the yep. Monterey Jack.
0: That like comes back around to being legitimately poignant. It's so cheesy. Oh man. <laughs> um. So yeah, like Leaf says, like, haven't you had enough? And this is like this just like triggers Thorfinn. Um. Sends him on one. Mm-hmm. Uh. He he remembers. A lot of things, I think, in this moment, he's basically just like, "You don't know me, like you don't know the first thing about what I've been through since my dad died, since we were separated. Like, you don't need to talk to me about anything, right? Like, you don't need to lecture me or tell me when it's enough. As long as Asglad is still breathing, I believe the phrase he uses is eating and shitting, but yes, say breathing, <laughs> then it won't be enough." And, like, he's just snarling, and he is spitting venom, and uh, he is uh, acerbic. uh, Yes, that's that's right. Leaf Chan, uh, who should be protected at this point, I think. Um, OG-san.
1: So, uh, then we see Bjorn. Bjorn!
0: no, It's just making uh, me sad all over again. I, I'm gonna uh, note,
1: by the way, just interrupts briefly, that this scene I've been told apparently did not exist in the manga, period. Uh, like, hmm. the first time that we would have seen Bjorn in the manga in this storyline, <clears throat> or this particular part, would have been when he later arrives for his, you know, early morning Tuesday duel and, you know, tea and biscuits with Ascalad.
0: I like that this is there. I like this
1: better. I really like this edition for a lot of reasons, but I'm gonna talk about that later. But I will just while I mention that and allow you to uh, carry on my good sure
0: team. sure um you know he meets with Askeladd and they exchange some pleasantries Askeladd seems to be pretty awkward <laughs> like like um you know uh, Bjorn tells him like I think I deserve more than this room for the service I've given and Askeladd is just like
1: ha ha right, all right. It's, <laughs> so... it's, okay. it's okay Bjorn we're going to leave a shitty trip advisor review when we're done <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> would not visit again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ascalant. this is her, this is like... Ascalad, Do you think, really think that I deserve this as a punishment? Death would be better than sleeping in one of those places. Fuck's sake, man.
0: And like.
1: So, how's the food?
0: <laughs> <laughs> How about those Dodgers? they having a hell of a year. Um. Yeah, and Bjorn sort of at the end of the small talk, you know, he's just like, "You could leave." Um. I'm fine, but how's your leg? And uh is like, well, I, it's good enough to hold a sword. And Bjorn says, then tomorrow. And my first thought was Bjorn is pushing him to fight um, Thorfinn. And that turns out to not be the case, which we'll see in a sec. Nope. Um, so, Mirror says the scene was in the manga; it just happened mm. earlier. Some events yeah. rearranged.
1: Not unusual for this show. Um, yeah. Oh, that's that's the thing. I've just spotted it. It'll come up in a second. Ilva is married and has kids. Oh shit, Thorfinn's an uncle.
0: Congrats, Thorfinn. Congrats.
1: Yeah, that's uh, going to be an awkward family reunion when they can finally <laughs> when they finally reunion part up. two. <laughs> um. So, uh, Bobby and wherever your name is, like I told you once, that I had a long lost brother. Here he is. Da, 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 da. And he's just and, like Adolph is just scowling, like he's scowling. Has like mm.
0: blood dripping off of his knives. You know, i have got to kill
1: Ascalad in a minute. Can we make this quick?
0: Has like an arrow sticking out of his shoulder. Hi, kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's rough out there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Enjoy, enjoy your youth, because one day it'll be stripped from you like so much cheesecloth, and you too will be flung into this cold, uncaring world
1: to yeah. die, or to become an See evil, your dad twisted... there, if he, get, if, he get, if he gets on a boat and you think to yourself it's a great idea to go and stow away along with it, don't do it. Just no. just trust me on this one. Throw yourself into the sea. Whoa, big you know? No, no, no. Um,
0: like, <clears throat> that was a, such a cool scene like I said, and uh, and I was immediately just thinking he's pushing him to duel Thorfinn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to the 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 plot the plotting room, you know, the schemaverse.
1: Ah, and, the uh, wall room.
0: Exactly, and just to like, oh, just God. to <laughs> like hammer home how much Ascalad is, you know, like cunningly uh, making master. a plan. Yeah, we've got the the shot of the spider in front of the camera, um, mm-hmm. which is sort of in the beginning is kind of blurred out, but then the shot shifts focus and we see the spider crawling around as Askelad talks because he in fact is the spider and we're all in his web. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying this is bad or like sort of a poor um directorial uh or or, or poor on the part of um the mangakai. if this is like a shot for shot redo um it just is like, you know, it's some low-hanging symbolic fruit. But that's okay. That's that's good. That's fine. Sometimes that
1: works. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and so we find out that the reason there was this body double and there was an attempt on his life is to sort of force the king's hand when it comes to the reward and assignment he would give to Canute. Because Askeladd and Canute were worried that um, that Thorkel and Canute would be separated uh, by king's decree, uh, they will be given rewards of, like, strongholds or territory that are far apart from each other, um, a quote-unquote reward, but that way they would they will be pulled apart so they couldn't join forces against the king. Um, but, with an attempt on the young prince's life, and uh, a different heir out there, that it's well known that the king wants, <laughs> I think, to, to succeed him, um, now, if the king in his reward and assignment does something that looks like it will be disadvantageous to Canute, then it will be the the nobles and the military will have much more of a case to be like, well, the king really is trying to um you know make Canute look bad. And maybe I should believe these rumors that he's trying to kill him because clearly he is putting him in the bad position here. Uh, and by giving and, him York and... or at least giving him some kind of territory away from Orkel. So they're trying to make sure that doesn't happen.
1: Mm. And, and thus <clears throat> fake news was invented, also,
0: folks. Uh as we as we've already pointed out, Gunnar Gunnar is a, a spy. And <laughs> he, he spy leaves my the ass.
1: very it's much the like, spy oh, I've ever so seen in my is here. It's like Having ten thousand troops. Oh yeah! Oh, so good. <laughs>
0: Boom, shuts the door. Oh shit! I've got to go tell the king right away. And like, um, you know, Thorfinn follows him and he sees him. But uh, you know, being the chess master, as Askalad has planned for this. In fact, it's sort of part of his entire long view game plan from the beginning. Um, and he will use the spy to relay information to the king. Um, hmm. Having the king believe it wholeheartedly uh, and without question if it comes from a, a spy um, so the idea there was to relay the message to the king hey Canute, canoe don't want to mess with you right now he has a grudge against you he's already pointed it out but he's playing the long game you don't have to you don't have to punish him right away you don't have to try to get rid of him right now because he's not going to do anything right now
1: can I just say, like, so given everything we've learned of, sort of, of, big of Gonar in this grand scene. to plan
0: to um, keep Canute and his vassals united mm. and keep him out of the king's immediate, like, radar. <laughs> for, uh keep him off the shit list for the time being. Yeah. Um, Can I just point out, good. by the way,
1: that, like, um, everything we see of Gonar in this particular also scene. Also, in
0: this scene, Canute says, mm. no more body doubles ever. Uh, he did not like that the young lady perished. Um I cannot hear you.
1: Oh, that's great. Uh
0: did I? Oh, this is my fault. I can hear Doc you. Doc is trying to silence the,
1: the majority. He's trying to silence <laughs> I'm I'm This is my God fault. Damn. My um
0: my headphones came ever so slightly unplugged. I apologize. Uh, you probably have been trying to cut in for a few minutes. I'll let you... i like I was
1: just gonna say, like, seeing Gunnar in that scene, like I would not trust him to tell me like, you know, what the weather is outside, or how the local stock markets are doing, or where's best to go get, you know, a decent bite to eat. Because yeah. as a spy, I'm just gonna say this bluntly. He is shy ass. He's, a word. he's fucking terrible. He's like seeking around the woods afterwards, like he's dick fucking dastardly. <laughs> no, seriously, with that mustache. Are you telling me that he's a spy?
0: Jesus Christ. I mean, he might as well have uh, come into the meeting with a t-shirt that said, definitely not a spy. Like I that's mean, like Austin the Powers level. was less conspicuous <laughs> than this know, prick. Sherlock from Kabuki Cho Sherlock is better. Yeah! <laughs> when he wears those Tekken disguises. Exactly. <clears throat> God. Yeah, Dunar is the worst. The worst spy in the history of spies. Um, boy, not a good... Uh, not a good start. Luckily, England would rebound uh, in terms of a nation known for having good spies, be they fictional or otherwise. But he's a fictional too, so yeah, I guess in the, uh, not Not an auspicious start for England's fictional spy club. Um, but you'd have a good one come around the bend in a few centuries, I think. Um, okay. So I've not lost you again, have I? No, oh, no okay. I'm still they here. You're still here, okay. Um, let's see, where are we in the notes? I'm at the bottom here. Um, oh, uh, Thorfinn, after he's done following Gunner to the king's house, he says, this is a really interesting scene, I thought, where he's having an inner monologue. We don't get a lot of inner monologue in this show, or at least we didn't for a time. Maybe we're getting more of it now. I kind of haven't mm-hmm. been paying attention, but... And it's kind of an inner monologue moment. You know, Thorfinn says, everyone's obsessed with deceiving each other. Is that what a warrior, a true warrior, is supposed to do? Well, there's only one thing that I know I'm supposed to do. And then, and then it's tomorrow. And what does that mm-hmm. mean, It's dual time, baby. Uh,
1: I thought it was two for Tuesdays at Domino's Pizza, so we could go get ourselves like a cheeky no, extra, you know, a no. little
0: bit of pepperoni. In,
1: can I not have a little bit of pepperoni? No. After, th- after oh.
0: the morning ritual of fight to the death then you can have your pepperoni.
1: This is the worst. Yeah. yeah, we gotta
0: sit through this part. So, yeah, it's duel time. And I'm sitting here thinking Oh, yes, sir. Here we go. It's it's Thorfinn and it's Askeladd. We've been waiting for this for mm. months. And we're gonna see it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> No, we're not, <laughs> because Ascalon has other engagements. Um, yeah, uh, they have to, you know, make sure they clear out this area real quick, because there is, of course, you know, a queue building up for duels happening in the snow nearby, not least of which is Guts versus Griffith, scheduled to oh, ten a sharp. That's right! I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, Griffith and his, um... In fact, maybe they're already doing it, and they're just looking over, like, what do you reckon they're up to over there? Ah, oh, dude gives a shit. Busy. Now, fight your guts, you prick! <laughs> are you saying
0: the fictional kingdom of Midland is in fact England? Midland, Finland, they are all the same, really, aren't they? <laughs> so, like, oh man, Griffiths, By the way, the outfit he—the the outfit he has on in that scene is incredible. I love, I love that jacket, the the coat rather, the purple. He's got the golden mm-hmm. shoulder, He looks so regal and amazing. And, I mean, I've just realized,
1: by it, if you turn Caduce's hair white and put that hat on again, he's not too far off. How Griffith no, looks this is. Actually. Listen, I think I pointed
0: this out actually when we first mm. saw. It's like yes, this is our, our Griffith type. Um, but look, like that. I'm sad you reminded me of this because that's like the I'm, that's the moment that that's like the when it begins, right? That's like the apex. Griffith's apex mountain is. When he steps out mm-hmm. onto the snow to duel, uh, guts. He is the highest he will he will be, and the, and it begins a precipitous fall, uh, mm-hmm. and it's very sad, and I hate it so much. But um, but yeah, uh, duel time. Uh, it turns out the duel opponent of Asgard is
1: in fact uh, Bjorn. Yeah, Bjorn uh, appears. And... Yep, and he's gonna play the Beyond Eyes White Dragon right here mm-hmm. in this duel, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> he's
0: like slowly kind of trudging up the snow. And uh in a really heartbreaking final scene, like Ian Ascalad have their duel with Canute being the witness. Why are you just standing there, Canute? Why are you gonna let this happen? Why are you gonna let our our top shroom it's snuffed out. <laughs> top He's our top shroom. Uh yeah, Bjorn is just like, yo, Askalad. He says all this while, you know, labored breathing. Uh I really looked up to you, man. Uh I really looked up to you, even though you hated me. And I'm not the only one who did that. Like you hated all of us, you know, and I just wanted to be friends with you. Just wanted to be Tomodachi B and uh then they commence dueling, and uh Askelad misses the vital point, and so Bjorn gets to remain around for a few brief seconds uh, mm-hmm. to deliver his his final line, which is just echoing what he said a moment ago. I just wanted to be friends with you, and uh like any true friend would uh Askelad uh puts a knife through his heart. Right yeah. in there to, right, to right, right after,
1: right after beyond, you know, just says bury with my with my children, Ascalad, which is of course the secret mushroom store. <laughs> right, exactly. Bury me amongst my family. Let me let me live amongst yes. them for all time. Bury, bury uh, me in
0: that one spot, in uh, the forest god hangs out with all <laughs> those mushrooms. Um, but yeah, no. But, but Ascalad also says, you know, importantly, he's like, yeah, like you were my only friend. And then stabs
1: him in the heart. I need to get the order of events right. That's important. Just teaching a lesson for the kids, you know, like you're going to end up murdering your friends eventually. So you might as well at least be ready for it when it happens. Yeah.
0: So that's the episode, oh, man. That's,
1: uh... That was the episode. Reunion. Woofed. Yep. Man, that... that's a toughie. <laughs> it was a toughie. Uh, should we address Patreon questions first? Get those covered? Yeah, sure. So that way we don't forget. All right. So we have two this week. The first of which comes from Feowulf. Uh, this one is quite the question. Um, would you take a kid hostage if it meant saving your friend's life? Uh, with a picture post in our discord, by the way, beyond like holding forth in a knife point from episode four. I have thought about this a little bit and I know that sounds like a bad start. When I have to think about, would I take a kid hostage? <laughs> That's well, not you're a You're taking start, the question
0: seriously. We have to,
1: well, here's that. the thing, right? Like, this is an extension of that principle of how far would you go from a friend? Like, what is your, like, level to work with, so to speak? So let's be honest here, right? I have a couple of very good friends uh, who I know over here. I, of course, have Doc and all, all that, and a lot of other people that I'm very fond of. Peace, bro. Uh, here's the thing. I'm sorry, Doc, I would not take a kid hostage for you to save your life. I know that's going, and I know you're going to cut the stream in Im- imminently, and that's going to be the end of this podcast as we know it. Just going to be turned into so much ash. But, <laughs> here's here's the thing, right? I think that, you know, we all have certain levels to which we will go to for other people. Often in line with our own morals. And there are many, many things I would do for my friends if they asked me. If I had a, if I had a friend of mine, for example, who, you know, say needed a kidney donating... Well, I wouldn't give them mine, mm-hmm. necessarily, because they're pretty knackered. But what I mean to say is that if they were viable and they were, you know, not in bits as they already are, I would do that. I would give a kidney for them. I would transfuse, you know, give them blood, you know, etc, etc, etc. I think that in Bjorn's case, the reason he was willing to go so far is because he's already lived that life of violence, you know, where his like, you know, the lines he will cross. Of, like, he's crossed so many. What's one more, really, at this point? to take a kid hostage to save Ascalad's life. So I think that there's a distinct difference like, between <clears throat> how far you're willing to go for a person from actually what you will do for a person. Right. I think that those are two separate things that kind of fall along the same axis. Like, you could argue, for example, that me giving my kidney away is going as far as beyond us to take someone uh, hostage, mm-hmm. you know, to save Askeladd's life, in a sense, even though they're very different acts. Yeah. So my answer is, no, but there are many, many things I would definitely do in place of that to save a friend's life. Remind
0: me of the specific situation from episode four where he takes a kid hostage.
1: Well, he's taking Thorfinn hostage. And oh, yes, force, yes, yes, force yes, yes, to... yes.
0: That's right. Because Thor's yes, okay. It's dumb me. Okay. Um. So, two. I have a two-part answer to this. One is like you said, um. Would I basically be willing to cause someone else physical and emotional harm to save a friend's life? Um, I'd fight for them certainly. If that's also something I should clarify, yeah, I'd I'd throw I'd throw down. I think when it comes to friends, geez, I might I might have to say no. But like, I would just because, yeah, like another uh, that child's well being. It's always really hard, but like just thinking about that um, gives me pause. I mean, if it were about like you said, my own body, you know, would I take a bullet for for someone I was really close to? Yes, that no, no one else is being harmed in that scenario, right? Um, Directly by me, Um, that would be probably more amenable to my like moral calculus than causing that kind of grievous harm to somebody else even though I even if I knew I wasn't going to do anything to the kid again like so much emotional harm mm-hmm. also accidents happen um, yeah but but oh sorry you go first and then I'll finish
1: well I was I was going to say there's a very uh, even between you and me doc like there is a very different latitude in how we'd approach this question even if we came to the same answer because I'm not a father but you are well that's <laughs> this is the second
0: part of it is with the I'm only talking. I was talking about friends. If I'm talking about family, yes, I would. I would do it in a heartbeat. I would, if it meant like their guaranteed safety and protection. Like if it were to save their life, like you said. Uh, And I, these like hypothetical kind of um, in a vacuum moral questions are tough because how could we ever know? Really, a lot of times whether or not. Are doing a thing is causally related to someone else's life being saved. But if I knew that with dead certainty, like if an evil genius kidnapped all of us and we were in a Saw-like scenario, and he's like, you must take the hostage to save the life of your kids, like, yes, yes, I will do it immediately and with great relish. If it means that to save my kids or my wife, like, I would, I would take that on, fully aware of the awful thing I was doing, but... I would do it nonetheless, and then I would give copious amounts of money to that kid's family so they could go to therapy and, like, <laughs> work out what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, what well, this person kidnapped me. I feel like it's just so many, like, it's so much. Like, yeah, so uh, I would try to support them afterward in any way I could, but this is all getting away from the vinland of it, but, like, you know, uh yeah. Yeah, I think I would put a knife to Thorfinn's throat if
1: it meant to save my kids. No question. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, then. Uh, so thank you very much for that question, Fairwolf. I hope it never actually comes to pass in reality. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> please, please, no. Don't don't put me in that scenario, if at all possible. Uh, all right. So, next question. Moving away from kidnapping and child murder, let's talk instead about something else. Uh, this question comes from good old Blinkardi. Shout out to you, Blink, for always uh, chiming in with some excellent questions on this. Uh, what do you think of Askeladd's personal mission in regards to Wales over the course of his life, and how does that mirror Forthins? orphans? So, again, I've had time to think on this. This is the benefit of working, a, you know, a job ahead of time in the UK. Always handy. Hello, Sophie, by the way. Good to have you joined us. So, here's the thing, right? Askeladd's mission what has he actually done over the course of his life since he had this idea in his head of hating the Danes and wanting to basically fuck with their shit and the honest answer the honest answer to this is that his mission has been really really badly executed or even (laughs) conceived from the beginning because all he's done is he's been a pirate like he's not like let's say for example an organized resistance or an active you know like, plot to take down the king, or you know, and such. And by all accounts of what we've seen thus far, it's not that he It doesn't seem like he's even considered it. He's just simply become what his father was, as we evidenced in previous episodes about cycles. You've heard me talk about this before. I'll not make a cycle of talking about cycles <laughs> if I can all help it, but you know how Don't things do go. Dude, the meta <laughs> just, just gets too meta, honestly. Uh, but that's my point. Uh, I think Askelad's mission uh, has been a complete waste of his time, to be quite hmm. honest. Now, on top of that, it's also incredibly morally repugnant what he's been doing, let's be fair here. But, and, you know, if he actually had any intention of helping Wales in the slightest right now, he might wanted to, you know, have maybe toned down the piracy a little bit and actually focus on harming the Danes in a way that would, you know, release their chokehold on Wales. Campaign against you fishing
0: know, off the coast and against blubber it, oil. Save the whales, man.
1: Oh god, we're gonna get into some fucking EU fisheries <laughs> shit here. There's some contemporary politics for you. Um, but no, like I think that his, I think that like for all that he has like this agenda, mm-hmm. like like with four blink blinkast, he's not gone about it in certainly the most efficient, direct or you know effective way that he could have done it. If he wanted to harm the Danes, there are a million and one things he could have done. Like if Swain was on a boat, for example, out somewhere in sea. He could have ambushed him and killed him there and then. I mean, come on. He was cunning enough to put an ambush together for Thor's and he wasn't going to do that on his own, like, initiative for King Swain, for example. I'm just saying that he probably could have done it if he felt so good. In fact, never mind, he could have done it. He is doing it. He's doing it in now. In this very yeah. episode. He's doing it right now. So all these 11 years of it, like, at least that we've seen it, you know, fanning around, doing this piracy shit, you like, you know, posing for, like... Um, I don't know, Death Row record covers. I mean, you remember that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you remember that. Odin forgives, but we don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For all that he's been doing that, like, you know, his plan has been pathetic. And indeed, one might then argue that maybe that's the point. Maybe he never truly believed in his own agenda of trying to help Wales and secretly was just the money grubbing, like bloodthirsty, you know, mercenary that he's been all along. We'll leave that for up to debate. But yeah I think it mirrors Thorfinns perfectly in the sense that Thorfinn you know as I've said many times should have killed Askelad right there and then damn the jewel damn the ritual damn the you know honor system and all this crap like killing Askeladd early on I mean he spent 11 years of his life waiting for this to happen what a fucking waste you know <clears throat> if you killed Askeladd within say in fact never mind if let's go back to that scene where he had Askeladd like you know in the uh in the stable where he was asleep and he could have stabbed him in his sleep. You know? If he had done it there and then, yeah, he was still a boy. But he could have gone and done anything else from that point in his life. Maybe even go looking for Vinland? Because he certainly still has a feeling for that here and there. But again, his life has been wasted by what's happened. Hmm. So, for Ian Asgard, they've got agendas, they've got ideas, they've got pretensions or notions towards an overall goal. But they certainly haven't done it in the cleanest or most effective way they could have done it. it. Actually, kind of betrays, you know, their own immaturity in the matter. I would argue.
0: Do you think they both might be in some deep subconscious part of them afraid
1: of achieving their goals? I'm going to address this in a little bit fondly enough, actually. Okay. So I will. Uh, I'll keep my mouth shut for the moment. But yeah, that's that's my answer to it. I think <clears> that. Um, I think the Ascalads- execution of the whole thing has been, well, from one fine gameplay player to sort of another Blink, uh, scrubbish. He's been a scrub.
0: Well, so, let me try to amass a Devil's Advocate counter-argument.
1: <laughs> You'll play Devil's Advocate for Askeladd? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, so just an advocate. I mean, you really are being the dark horse in this. Like, you know, he's gonna set, he's gonna, you know, put another kid to, you know, the knife and all that. And on top of that, he's gonna play Devil's Advocate for Askelad, the fucking snake of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus Christ, Doc, like you know which which part of your speed dial does Lucifer occupy? Is it one or two? I'm not sure. Six, obviously. Ah, uh, <laughs> um, i <I've>, fuck. <laughs> I have to, I have to call it a day now. That's so it. I've been, beat, I've been thoroughly owned. So well played, man. Grazie. Um.
0: So lad. how well kind of um or how concrete in his mind are we talking about the his mission being um you know so is his mission just uh i hate the danes and i want to cause them like annoyance because if so mm. his pirating has been quite uh you know useful to that end because he's been killing danes mm-hmm. and plundering their villages and shit um You know, I think this whole the whole sort of non aggression pact. Correct me if I'm wrong, manga readers and people that remember things. I'm like yours truly, (laughs) but like it feels like um, kind of an audible on his part. Like, oh, I see an opportunity here, and I'm so I'm going to take it for the benefit of Wales. Um, And yeah, before he was just like amassing wealth for whatever, Uh, Mm -hmm. and yeah, causing. Annoyance and uh, suffering to uh, Danish villages
1: uh, everywhere. Mm. That could be true as well. Like, if it turns out that Wales for him is only just a peripheral thing, again, maybe it's an excuse that he says to himself Oh, you know what? I'm pillaging and blundering and I'm like killing people and like taking their women and, you know, making like great, you know, material for future Viking metal bands. But <laughs> oh, hey, God. hey, you know what? I'm doing it. For whales. <laughs> you know? Yes. Exactly. That's my that's that's my that's my excuse, whether or not he doesn't care a fake leaf about whales or not. Mm. Like it could very well just be that. And maybe he always is just like exactly as we see him, which is to say, murderous, scheming, scumbag pirate. Do you think Massa's onto something that maybe he was like an idealist
0: once? Like he's waiting around for Artorius and then at some point it was just like, eh. It's not happening so but well until and
1: then canute shows up right well the funny thing is maybe that in of itself like could be an interesting contrast to forfin because forfin is an idealist in a sense at the moment with how he wants to fight Asgard in this duel but as i've said many times and i'll keep repeating until Asgard finally does you know go one foot in the grave uh maybe he should have given up on that idealism a while ago hmm. just a thought So to contrast with Thorfinn, I guess to me,
0: like, Ascalad's mission feels a lot more um, daunting, a lot more kind of conceptually vague, and possibly not graspable in one's lifetime, whereas Thorfinn's is very concrete. You know, he's in control of all of it. You know, he doesn't really have to depend on other people to -hmm. see it through. And uh, it feels like at almost any time he could really... Carry it out. And that's why I was thinking. Was he fucking short? <laughs> so I was thinking maybe he's kind of afraid to. A could have done day. it a
1: million times over by now. Like, you know. We could have been ba- we could say this was his own gag reel of like how many different ways Thorfinn could have killed Askelad by now. There's going to be hundreds of them, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Honestly, like, I, I, like Thorfinn is basically the fucking, he's fucking Wily e. Coyote at this point chasing the Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's he's trying so hard, and he just can't succeed at all. And now I'm just imagining Thorfinn falling off off a cliff, and it's just meow! And, you know,
0: his... (laughs) He's so young that, like, maybe... Maybe part of, like, making this comparison and and the parallel being shown by the show is sort of, um, a cautionary tale, perhaps? Like, Hmm. you know, here's a guy who's, like, lived his whole entire life, and hasn't accomplished what he really wanted to accomplish. Thorfinn, is this what you want to be? Um, it feels like he could he could do this and then But like we're you're probably gonna talk about like that's sort of scary to accomplish your life's goal at like
1: age like eighteen or whatever. Cause then mm-hmm. then what do you do? <laughs> I mean, unless Thorfinn wants to audition for like the earliest, you know, version of Ultimate Ninja Warrior, I think he's Fox. You could. Just... could do really well on that show. You <laughs> really could, actually. Uh, oh. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for that mm-hmm. question, Uh If you yourselves, uh, listening in the audience, would like to get involved and in ask us questions week on week about any topic you want us to cover on Vinland Saga, uh, feel free to check our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Warri Get yourself signed up for that for a, just a token couple of dollars mm-hmm. per month. We promise that's to deprive you of too many Popeyes, chicken sandwiches, <laughs> or whatever your local equivalent is, depending on where just you're sacrifice coming sacrifice one. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, I know it's stuff. I know it's a hard ass. <laughs> I know it's really difficult, but please give it a consider. There's plenty of great content to get from that as well, as early exclusives, things like our Christmas Ghibli casts, uh, the Capiche Show Sherlock cast we were doing, where I will be losing my shit in serious form come uh, Wednesday on episode nine. You get to look oh, forward man. to that. I haven't seen the episode I'm, yet. I am. I've got I've the state so knives limited. are out on this. One. The state knives are out on this one. Seriously, <laughs> that epi- that episode made me want to spit. Lyrical fire. Exactly. Oh God. No, I was just thinking spit as in regular. Just... <laughs> okay. Um Yeah, exactly. Like into a bucket. <laughs> how many times I'm curious, like I
0: someone no one will ever do this, but what if someone went back through our twenty nineteen content and tracked how many times we mostly you, I think, <laughs> bring up uh like fast food chicken you know, chains to slag them off. I bet the the count is uh
1: shockingly high bet <laughs> we'd be surprised mm. at the number. Yeah. <laughs> at least our own variety bucket here folks unfortunately. <laughs> variety bucket more chicken, Yeah. Too. <laughs> oh it is chicken jokes it are is. good. Uh all right, so let's move on to talking points. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start on this one here, and I'm going to start with the big moment, of, or one of the two big moments of the episode, which is let's talk about Thorfinn and Eric's reunion here. So um, I'm going to get something conceptual out here first, which is I want you all to imagine, and I hope this isn't actually true for any of you, um, but let's just imagine, maybe not you personally, but let's imagine an abusive relationship. It could be like, I know I'm starting off roughly, but trust me, I'm going to... I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Imagine an abusive relationship. Now, you're in this relationship, or rather this person's relationship, for a very long time. And what you might wonder is stopping them from leaving. Now, again, I'm talking very conceptually here. I haven't given you any context even as to the gender or anything of this particular couple. Just that it exists and it's abusive. And I think that for me, there are two things that stop someone from leaving such a relationship. The first of which is an intellectual understanding. As in... I am being physically assaulted or I am, you know, being gaslit. I am suffering mental harm, emotional harm, you name it. Uh, Or even just the loss of material goods. For example, I'm being stolen from constantly, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's the emotional side of it, which is I love this person or I'm deeply, you know, uh, not even love necessarily. Maybe it's going to be a friendship, for example, rather than a full-blown relationship. Like, I am so tightly knit with this person, I can't understand that I, I, I life outside of that, that kind of thing. Would you agree with what I'm saying so far, Doc, as far as that concept goes? So far. So far. Okay, so why am I talking about this uh, with relation to what happens in Binlan Saga and Forfin's reunion with uh, Leaf? Because there's a lot of really, really interesting lines here, and I think one of them that's really, really telling is Forfin yelling, it'll never be enough. Mm-hmm. He actually says it twice, The second of which is its own sentence and i have to wonder like is forfin like has he met one of those two criteria where he understands emotionally or intellectually that askeladd's death will never be enough for him it will never bring him the happiness or the release that he needs if he were to kill him in the way that he wants because that to me seems very telling that he says it twice and then, on top of that, let's talk also about what he asks Leaf specifically. Now, you might think that Thorfinn's been a massive jerk by not asking about his family. And that is true. I'm not going to pretend he's not. But let's drill a little deeper into this. What is Vinland conceptually to Thorfinn? It is a promise of a future for him, a future like, you know, mm-hmm. warm, open plains and fertile lands. And that's the thing that he keeps going back to. And that's why he asks Leif about it now. And, yeah, when Leif then says, hey, what about your family? Thorfinn pushes that away. He pushes that back. Why does he push his family away? Because they're elements of his past. A past that he no longer is a part of anymore. And while I ultimately would want him to see his family again, uh, especially given details we were enlightened to before that have not been mentioned in the anime as such, but well, then Parmi wonders if maybe they were drop because Possibly he never sees them again anyway, depending on the events of the show. But when I say that they're part of his past, that is true. He's not the same kid as he was when he, you know, left on that boat that day. Leaf even recognizes this. So I think that Thorfinn has some understanding, either emotionally or intellectually, that he wants to be free of this, you know, abusive relationship he's in, because that's arguably what it is, just not in the terms that you or I might describe in modern relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why he keeps thinking of Vinland, and why he wants not to be reminded of the past that's put him in this place, yeah. But rather to the the hope of a different tomorrow. And that's why I think there's a little bit of hope to be found in what otherwise is a very bleak outcome for this conversation. Because mm. you'd think that he and like he would break down, like you know, his armor that he's this constant anger that radiates from him would break down just a little bit in, in the presence of someone who you know. He's not obviously family like for but he's probably more family than for ever was. Mm-hmm. Despite them two being blood related, because mm. Leaf was the one who like put the ideas of Finland in, his end in the first place. I remember back in episode one, he was the only one listening attentively to Leaf while everyone else thought he was a crackpot. Right. So you you'd figure like after all that time listening to you know this guy that he would probably try and go back to old ways, but he doesn't. He's just got an eye on the future. It's been too many years, man. Too much shit. Yeah. (laughs) Too much anger. Too much, you know, awful shit that's happened to him. I think you're... you're, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So, no, carry on, actually. Yes, I'm approaching underscore. Okay. I just was gonna... So, I think you're dead
0: on that, like, the second time he says it, right? That it'll never be enough, like, is, um, not a Freudian slip, right? But it's him, like, revealing, Mm -hmm. right? That, like, even fulfilling my, like, ambitions here won't there's still going to be a part of me that is broken and unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. And maybe he, I maybe think that he didn't fits even... The... Go
1: ahead. I, sorry, I think that fits the emotional side of it more than the intellectual one. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. especially with the way he says it... Um, it strikes me as... A... I think the, like... Sorry, go
0: on. Oh, it strikes me as the thing I, d- I don't even know he realized he felt until... I mean, because you can imagine, like, he's talking to this person. No one's person. ever challenged a doctor. Yeah, him. and he's talking to this person he's never seen in 11 years, and it's just bubbling up, like, mm-hmm. you know, and just came out. But go ahead, finish your thought.
1: No, um, I was just basically say like, that, yeah, I think that for in like, having never really been challenged on this before, like, that's why he slips on it. Mm-hmm. Because if he was, you know, if people had asked him about it a lot throughout his life, he probably would have, like, built up a response to it, something like, like, it's my duty Mm-hmm. It's on my father's honour, et cetera. But no, uh, I think that he recognises it'll do nothing for him in the end. It won't bring back his dad, that's for sure. And you know what's ironic, actually, now I've, I realise it? Remember all the episodes we had about Thor's like, having a reputation that preceded him? Yes. The trauma, the, the trauma uh, troll of Yom was it, I believe. Indeed, that still comes up even in more recent episodes when Light like, reveals that. But guess who's got his own rele- uh, Sorry, not relationship, reputation now? For, yeah, fourth yeah, in right, right. Yeah, the 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 guy, the guy who beat Forkel the Tall with two knives. I know. Like, yeah, he now has his own father's reputation, his own all that kind of like you know infamy as a warrior. Um, so he's, even then, like you know, he's following in his father's footsteps, unfortunately. But yeah, like he's got that now, and I just think that yeah. It, he recognizes on some level that he needs, you know, he it won't give him any satisfaction, but something still drives him mm. on. The intellectual uh, thing like of, I still must do this because it's my father's, I must avenge him through honor. Like that's me as an intellectual concept rather than an emotional. Mm-hmm.
0: One. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I think I find this really, really fascinating and uh, deep, really interesting insight into his psychology. Yeah. There. And it's really, really tragic. It is. And also hopeful at the same time, because even with the music overscoring, it's like, we know, like, this shouldn't have happened at this point. Like, you know, none of this should have happened. Like, there's a reason, for example, we see the, like, the Leaf young and old comparison and also then the fourth in young and old comparison Mm -hmm. because we recognize that it's taken 11 years out of both of their lives. Mm -hmm. Like, Leaf himself is challenged by one of his colleagues. You've been searching for all this time and I'll give credit to Leaf for doing it. Don't get me wrong. And it's easy again for me to say as a fatherless guy, sorry, fatherless guy, uh, childless guy, uh, that, you know, maybe it's time to give it up. But, I mean, would you do that, Doc? No. 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 Of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. No. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't stop until, you know, uh, you draw your last breath, basically. Until every drop of blood blood's left of your body, I would imagine. At least not even Thorfinn's father, strictly speaking, but he's still a father figure in his own mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, yeah. This scene was just incredible, It was honestly. It was Look. so good. Um,
0: And I like how the first kind of response, well, both responses actually a, on Dorfman's part. Like, so, so, what is he responding to the question, like, or, or the plea to come home, mm-hmm. and the the way that I kind of um, reconstructed that in my head or interpreted it was, it was like Leaf was saying, like, why don't we turn back the clock, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we forget about yes, this yes. this whole messy business and you can come home to where you were and you can come home Mm -hmm. to your mom and your sister and you know things will be like they were and you can you can be reunited with your loved ones you don't have to live this way anymore and like i think for Thorfinn, i mean no for Thorfinn, he said right i mean um that turn just turning back the
1: call like there's no kind of going back no, that's it. And he's Thorfinn, name only, as far as as far as I'm concerned. Like relative to the kid that we saw much younger in life. Indeed, that's Leaf's observation.
0: Like, what was enough for Child Thorfinn? <sighs> mm-hmm. Just that. Like, it's it's not going to be enough to save, you know, young man Thorfinn. Like, he's going to have to find something else. And it's funny. Like, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Remember like gosh over 10 episodes ago we were talking and we were sort of anticipating the arc that would he would go on and we you know how we would might start to see like he might gain something worth protecting right and that would be the arc where he mm-hmm. would be like ah like revenge is not like he would put less stock in that and more emotional stock in protecting um people important we mentioned uh one of the ladies we mm-hmm. met previously yeah, of yeah. the serving girls yeah we thought like okay they're gonna have a thing and uh um nope looking back on it yeah that was that did, didn't quite happen like that but but i swing and a uh-huh. miss yeah and i like that it didn't i do like that it didn't do that right it's um it's really going in on mm-hmm. exploring like you said the psychology of this poor broken kid and you know, I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, we know he's going to become a farmer, but like how is this going to happen, right? Like how do we get from uh, A to B? Like I can't even begin to reverse engineer in my head what it's going to take for him to be living some kind of peaceful life, this idyllic farm like quiet existence, right? I mean, how mm-hmm. how is that going to happen because he's so poisoned at this point as a person.
1: Mhm. Well, Clearly, what he needs to be doing is he needs to start, you know, working on building up his gear and equipment so he can go fight the world boss and then get unlock new tech and then build up mm-hmm. more of it like that. He's got to delve the dungeon. He's got to break some shadow orbs. And I'm now making Terraria references. I apologize. Got to do a couple Stardew Valley runs, you know? Oh, yeah. That would help, exactly.
0: I think, in this case. Um, but no, I, I, I think that was a great point by you. Very, very well spotted. And uh, yeah, no, great stuff. I. I love the scene a lot. I thought it was mm-hmm. really just crushed by yeah. the voice actors here and the director. Uh, yep, the
1: music the all music. nailed uh, mm-hmm. the exp- facial expressions, all of it. Yeah. yeah, everything. Again, the money's going where it needs to right here. It sells it perfectly, and in a way, like you might think, self, it played out exactly as I expected. for like you know angry, like pure rage boy. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's gonna like yell at Leaf and Todd to go fuck himself and all that, but that happened. But we can see what's you know on the outline of that, mm-hmm. the fi- you know what <clears throat> this anger is kind of like covering like a scab, which is the wound underneath the trauma, and also the desire to be better, even if he won't admit it, mm-hmm. not directly anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, Shadon. Uh,
0: uh oh, <laughs> what's going to happen in the next episode? How the fuck is this duel going to turn out? Because, because we think that ultimately at some point, if no other reason than the March of Time, Thorfinn is going to win this duel.
1: Uh, I achieve, have a theory Achieve on his this.
0: satisfaction. Or no, it won't be satisfying, but like, do the thing he wants to do. Or that's in play. gaze, to, gaze, gaze Pyrrhic
1: victory, right, basically. Right, right, yeah. that's in play. Uh, but
0: I have a feeling on this. But it's also... I have a feeling. But Askeladd has proved himself indispensable to the prince. And you can't see him going yet. I mean, it's he's nowhere near... The canude is nowhere near achieving what he wants to achieve, and... I think we saw in the throne room that he needs Ascalad to maneuver uh, through the mm-hmm. life of the court and and the intrigues and all the um, the eloquent speeches and everything that you're gonna that you're gonna need. He needs that guy on his side because um, his kind of uh, appearance and determination and strength of ideals will win him some followers like Thorkel, but like it's not going to. Help him survive.
1: By the way, can I just point out when you mentioned Forkel, there's that wonderful little like, image of him and Canoe on the map that splits and Forkel's throwing double peace signs up. And I'm like, that's why he you knows his fiction. Because <laughs> Forkel would never throw the peace sign up. Dude,
0: can I just <laughs> I'm, say? I'm just saying. Did you see? Please go back and look at this if you didn't see this. During the duel. <laughs> right b- before. Uh, before the duel of Bjorn and Askeladd happens, when Askeladd is talking to the prince and saying, hey, we're going to do this duel, you're going to be the witness, but I have to do something first, there's a shot of Thorkel in the
1: background grinning like a fucking
0: idiot. It's yeah, incredible.
1: I know, I saw that, it was great. Oh, so for, for, I'm surprised he's not there with a bag of popcorn. <laughs> Either that, or, or turning a spit roast hog, or something like. that. Yeah, exactly. Just like a. Shake feels am Eating it. Like I don't. I know we don't get fan out often on War I Death Show, but like if you want to do fan out of like four k attending like a baseball game with like a foam hand or something, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, for him waiting for this duel, I will. I would oh, love it. I would absolutely love it. It's too good. I love um, that shot so much. God. Well, I'm gonna answer your question, Doc. Okay. I have a theory. All right. So recall that Knute says in this episode, "The duel's over when I say." Knute's not going to let Asgard die, is, even though yeah, fourth, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to win this time around, uh, despite the fact that he's now got his knife like in his crutch for some reason, <laughs> like he's turning into fucking Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: a what a pull from Soul Calibur.
1: I know. Okay. Well, that's one that's one way to get up the tier list, anyway. But um, yeah, I think that Thorfinn's going to win, and Canute is going to say nope. No, you don't get to kill him the just orphan yet. Shortfin would kill Cadu. <laughs> he doesn't care. Well he's got well the thing the thing is so far Kells there. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that could intervention could happen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna go one further. Do you,
0: do you think Thor Kell's gonna this time
1: hurricane kick <laughs> instead of the Kick? <laughs> no, he's gonna he's gonna pull Zangief's command for whatever <laughs> it is, the spinning the spinning hurricane. Yep. The I can darker. see I can see him doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I'm gonna go one further than that. Uh I reckon that once Swain is dealt with, Canute's gonna be the one who kills Ascalad. I don't reckon Fourfin's gonna get his actual full full fat, yeah. you know, yeah. uh win of the day. He's not gonna have his little bit of salami, I'm afraid. We can't let forfin have a little salami, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh he can't he's not gonna get it. Canute's gonna have it. That would he's be... gonna cue cut. Yeah, I think
0: actually. And I may have actually said this before, but like, you know, uh, I feel like in that scenario you've laid out uh, with someone else, someone else killing Asclad gives Thorfinn a clear path to come out of this well of awfulness that he is in.
1: It's gonna fucking break him in the first bit, though. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna lose his shit. Mm-hmm. Something fierce over that yeah um, but then the problem is that since Canute of course is going to now be king after accomplishing this Falfin will have no way of fighting back and I don't know I, think, I have a feeling some heinous shit's going to happen yeah <sighs> boy Things are not going to end well for Fourfin. I think we're going to have a downer. Like, you remember what we... It was like, like Christmas last year. <laughs> another when one. I was there <laughs> covering Banana Fish, episode 24, uh-huh. Catching the Rye, and I've got my goofy Christmas hat on. And like, oh, this is a fucking bummer, isn't it? <laughs> that's what it's going to be like. Man, another one of these. Yeah, I mean, it's only two more weeks. We're going to have bummer episodes weeks? every single time Christmas happens, honestly, on worried Death Show. God damn it. Fuck's sake, really. Um, That's my guess. Oh boy. Well,
0: I mean, it sounds it's it sounds. I think I'm on board with that. I mean, it sounds quite plausible to me.
1: It's gonna fucking suck, but it's gonna yeah.
0: be. It sounds yeah. like it's gonna happen. Yeah, not not giving him that. I feel like, yeah, would again provide a clear path to him eventually, kind of coming around and fixing his life. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Alright, over to you.
1: Right, let's talk about Bjorn and Ascalad's duel. So, I put this as a question in the polls, but I'm going to ask you, Doc. Um, I'm going to give you three answers here, but feel free to deviate and pick, pick come up with your own if you wish. Okay. Why do you think Ascalad missed Bjorn's vitals? And I've got three answers oh. that I put on the poll. The first of which is, he did it to be cruel to him. Right. To let him suffer in his final moments. Two, he did it because he didn't really want to kill him right away. Like, a hesitation, mm-hmm. if you will. Or three, uh, the cop-out answer, if you're into that, complete accident. <laughs> Which it could be, to be fair. Sure. I mean, he did say that his leg, after all, had gone a bit funny, so that might have been why, and indeed evidence, uh, I'm sorry, credence is paid to him, like, leaning on his leg when he makes the lunge for Bjorn, so yeah. maybe that could indeed be why that happened. It's just that he miscalculates he's still in his own way injured. I'm going to go three by way of two free by way or two, that you reckon that he was mostly accidental, but also didn't really want to do it.
0: That Yeah, he had that hesitation uh, mentally, and so that that led to the fuck up. So, I, as as cruel of a bastard as he is, I mean, you can't, I mean, that's just awful. you <laughs> like, well, you can suffer.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I missed your visals, bro, whoops. Yeah.
0: I mean, and especially, I think, like, I mean, how could you not be like thrown off if someone telling you, "I just wanted to be your friend, man," and then fight? Mm. You yeah, know, there you go. Uh, and then he's coming at you yeah. with a sword. Um,
1: man, I. Why do you think this duel happened to begin with? I think I. Well, the thing is, Bjorn was dying. Like we could tell that in the. Yeah, they need to have a, at, uh... some kind of
0: final resolution of their feelings. But like,
1: yeah, why a duel? But... <laughs> But the thing is, though, beyond, like, you know, he is a Dane, and where do Danes want to die? On the battlefield. I can't see him wanting to die in bed from a fever or... No, infection. you're right,
0: like, the dying. Yeah, so I guess if he realizes he's going to die, yeah, he's going to want to... Yeah, be- I mean, that's
1: why he said it would only... That's why, like, when they were talking to Thorfinn, they said, we'll be only be a minute. Because they knew what the outcome of this was, yeah. but they wanted it to happen under that pretense anyway. Which is ironic when you consider that Thorfinn wants the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I would argue... I mean, let's get, like, if you want to get into the serious nature of, like, euthanasia and Ascalad, all that. you were my and... only
0: friend. Stab. hmm <laughs> just...
1: Yeah. No. M- Masakel's got it. No, worry. goes to Valhalla without a weapon in hand. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, just, like
0: he says, mm-hmm. preferred place to die, and it's probably the best way to be vulnerable with Ascalad and have him similarly be vulnerable. You know what I mean? If you want to, if you have some kind of feelings you want to get across to him. That's, like, the best place to do it is on this battlefield where you know you're gonna die, right?
1: Yeah. And the thing that's, like, first off, it's tragic on the level of just simply that we've seen Bjorn and Ascalad be good friends throughout, like, whether or not they would openly admit it to each other, like, that's what I would describe them as. Mm-hmm. Bjorn was, like, one of the few people, if not the only person who was steadfast with him when they all mused. Yep. It. He went straight in for it, and he was like, nope. Fuck the lot of you. I know where my loyalty's like. And... I should I would be remiss by the way. Uh, I become more and more aware of people doing a lot of Askalad and Beyond shipping in fan art and such. And I bring that I bring that because often I find like with fan art like that where people do shifts, it becomes from a place of understanding of an existing relationship that they feel like could be taken further in the headcanon. And you know what? That's great. I'll come with all the headcanon that you want. Um and I think that also then shows that people recognize their relationship, which is at the very least, friendship even if that headcan then takes it further. But then, let's go beyond that. Let's go beyond why this is truly awful. The reason that Askeladd hates Bjorn is just because of his association with the Danes. Even though Bjorn himself has fought of Askeladd all these years and proven his loyalty ten times over. I mean, this is why Wolf brought up that question of, like, you know, holding someone, a kid, hostage. Like, it's a reprehensible act, and maybe Bjorn wouldn't normally have done it. But he did save Askeladd's life when Fawz was about his fucking number. So, war has made enemies of friends here based on their allegiances to countries that both of them, Bjorn and Askeladd, have only the finest of connections to. Like, Bjorn's a Dane, but he clearly doesn't give a shit about fighting for his country, and Askelad's connection to Wales has always been denied him in full, mostly because of his upbringing. And even then, as we've discussed before, like whether or not he's actually fighting for Wales or not, that's up for debate of whether or not it's just an excuse. But nonetheless, you know, the results speak for themselves in the end. Askelad's duel with Bjorn ends with Bjorn dead, and he does point out his misery after allowing that final moment to say that, you know, he wanted to be his friend. That's all he wanted. It's really, really touching. Like, the music again is very similar to that in mood and tones to that when uh, Leaf and Thorfinn are talking, because it is a tragedy. It's stupid and dumb and cruel and awful. That these two are now fighting, or brought to fight each other, and it's based on their understanding of this relationship. Where oh, I, you know, I know you hate me all this time, just because of who I was am um, and who I was born as, but not because of what you have been since then. That's why I wanted to be your friend. We'll all make enemies out of you know even close friends like that. And yeah, Massey, you're cri- you're exactly right. Uh, Beyond i um, sorry, Asgard gave Bjorn the dignity, you know, of putting the cape over him to, you know, just let him rest without being soaked in blood. Even then he cleans his blade a little bit beyond Bjorn's blood at the end, rather than letting it soak it. It, I agreed, like, I think for my money, by the way, if I were Bjorn, I would have done the same thing and let myself, like, you know, be killed in that fight. Because... Even me, like, you know, I'm no Viking, I'm certainly no warrior, That's for sure. It's a great part. Guildscare players may may disagree. No, it's true. I am no warrior. But um, one thing that I am very certain of is that I would not want to die in a bed like, you know, dying from fever or infection like Bjorn was. I'd want to go out, you know, with dignity and pride. And that's what he does in the end. It's a very powerful moment. I mean, the, the 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 Berserk references for me, you know, they're not, thrown out just as jokes. Mm. There is, you know, a similar idea behind it, the portrayal of friendship and all that, and indeed, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, Wakoto Yukimura was a little bit inspired by that moment. Oh, yes. But hey, nothing wrong with mm. that, and as I was saying though, Doc, like while you are away, uh, the thing that's also really sad about this is that Asgard hates Bjorn simply because of who he is, as in a Dane, which is an attribute that Bjorn does not give two fucks about because he fights the Danes on a mm. regular basis. But nonetheless, that, to Askelad you know, stopped them from being friends in the open sense. You know? Yeah. Which is a shame. Like, and that goes back to the whole idea of war, making enemies out of people who otherwise would be family or friends, see Forkel and Forfin.
0: Do you think he really...
1: It's shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think he meant what he said? Hmm? Uh, but do, 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 do you, you think Askelad meant what he said about being friends?
1: Well, that's another question, isn't it? Because then you might argue. Well, here's the thing: I actually don't think that it matters if he does or it doesn't. Because here's the thing: beyond dies having heard that, he can't. That moment can't then be unsullied, even if he didn't mean it, because he know like it was certainly said sincerely enough. You know, it's that it's like the old of mice and men moment. Like, hey, you know what? I didn't mean we're getting the farm, but before I shoot you in the back of the head, but you go away with that moment. Uh, Doc, they can't hear you. Sorry. I'm back. Uh, it, of course, uh, we need to get we need to get lip readers in on this. Like, I hope there are lip readers in the audience. Either that, or I can start like you know substituting audio in where like Doc starts you know reading out from, um, from a Muscle these diaries or something like that, just for funsies. Very professional. You professional operation do you
0: that we're running here. No, I just asked if do you think that Ask Glad really did mean I you you were
1: my friend. You know. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that whether or not he meant it, um, doesn't matter in the end because Bjorn got to hear the words, and he got to hear them said sincerely enough that it's true one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But I personally, if you want my honest answer, I personally think he did. I do too. I personally think he did. Again, he's a cad.
0: He's a terrible man who will do many things to accomplish his goals. I don't, I, I, I... I also don't think that he would lie about something like that just to give someone comfort
1: because he is mm. such a bastard. You know what I yeah, mean? <laughs> he's too honest about it. Like, why would he do I mean, that? This is why, <laughs> I mean, this is why also like, I suppose my uh, question of, did he do it to be cruel to him? Like, I can understand why people would go no at that because if he had, he'd have glowed about it. He would certainly wouldn't have tried to, you know, then he certainly would have then, you know, killed him afterwards to ease his suffering. You'd have probably let it prolong. be mm-hmm. like, well, Bjorn, you're always way too tanked upon the magic mushies. You're a fucking liability. Do you know how much they cost me each time that we went anywhere? God damn it, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fucking
0: trippy, toadstooly bastard. Another incredible scene. God. the scene was so good. Man. So many good scenes in this Tragedy episode. Tragedy again. Ugh. But yes, very sad. Mm. Very sad. Um, uh, over to you, Chief. Um... Yeah. <laughs> how did you feel about um, I guess not the concept of the body double because it's a very normal kind of thing um, for you know royal people see Star Wars episode 1 The Phantom Menace that's right I brought that up
1: <laughs> um, I, oh, our episode 2 I failed you my queen she says as she takes the <laughs> bullet and dies <laughs> Like, oh you did great well done <laughs> congratulations you did your job Um,
0: so, like, did you... Uh, what did you think about the the body double in this one? Uh, and the, like, oh my god, I knew the whole time I've always suspected Canute was a woman.
1: (laughs) Well, it depends how you look at it, because I think that we can take a, you can take it on face value as like, oh god, these guys are fuckwits. Which they are, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But, I think it also just goes to show, like, you know, the lack of value people have in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, that they recognize, oh, Knut's dead, like, but he's a woman. My God. I knew it. I fucking what knew a it. What a big scoop. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think, again, that just goes to show, like, how little, like, value people put on the lives of others. Even people like Canute in the end. Yeah. Because, like, it's... I mean diegetically I'd understand that being the reaction of viking people in that Right side.
0: right but well, it's like you said like here's this poor
1: soul bleeding out in front of you and at least canute has the good sense to, like you know be apologetic yeah. for it and say we're not doing that again yeah and like the sh- although wait sorry go ahead oh, Sorry, go on
0: oh, i was just going to say like i think the show does like a does a pretty good job in that moment of um of communicating what i thought was kind of an uncomfortable tone You know what I mean? Like here you have Mm. some people, like you said, they're like, Oh my god, this is big news right here. Um and some like reactions that are genuinely funny because of us anime fans, like we know about you know, Canute's design being the way it is, being a thing. And he's Mm -hmm. very feminine uh kind of in his features and everything. Um So, like, those reactions were, like, I don't think that they were, like, unfunny, but, like, you're having this, like, moment that, like, there's a funny observation. But, like Mm. you said, this (laughs) someone is dying. Um, It's
1: very... There's a lot of ennui about it, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very, um, almost a nihilistic scene in some ways, Mm. like, but it's very kind of
1: uncomfortable. Uh, but but really, maybe it speaks good, good
0: as, <laughs> as a scene. Yeah,
1: I th- I think that the um the, one of the things behind it might be the idea that you know the royal like I mean this is the Game of Thrones thing like you know mm-hmm. let them do their Game of Thrones but the think people don't care like people see it as spectacle or faces to enjoy and so this sudden twist this shock horror that technically could be in a Shakespeare play mm-hmm. uh well on a twist that is indeed let's enjoy it like it is actual drama rather than the death of a person who you know. Didn't deserve it, and when I say didn't deserve it, just to make it clear, folks, like the plan was Asclaw's going to hire an assassin to kill the person he hired to act as a Knut's body double.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What a dick. Yeah, right.
0: Or at the time, like what a, everyone, what well, everyone dick. still thought it was the prince, you know. So the prince didn't deserve to get shot either. So yeah, I mean, it just it, It's a scene that I could see, kind of being botched, by a lot of different teams, but I, I really did think that almost the absurdity of it. Uh, I don't know. Like it was, it was handled. It it was, it was pretty well done. And I don't think like they weren't hitting you over the head with like, look how absurd this scene is. Like, aren't these people like, um, so terrible that they don't care about this. It's sort of just like left for you to, to kind of take that in. Um, you know, if anything, they pushed really hard. Like, it's it looks like canoe, but
1: with boobs. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the key distinction I made with this scene is that it's unsettling, mm-hmm. but it's unsettling in the way that's intended by the work itself and the text, as opposed to being unsettling because it wasn't handled appropriately. Exactly,
0: it's they're making an unsettling point, I think,
1: mm-hmm. and which well is, oh, look at this person dying. Haha, <laughs> it's funny, it's dramatic, it's great, it's entertainment for the masses. And it turns out that Canute was a woman all along. Isn't that a thing that's worth talking mm-hmm. about? Like, the fucking gossip mongers. Like, that would be the headline. I realise Instead yeah. of,
0: like, Canute dies, you know.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Not the death itself, more just the shock revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Although, that being said, it certainly handled, you know, this person was a woman all along better than you kabuki show Sherlock does. Oh, man. I'm... Just- that's that a, that's a teaser for
0: episode 9 <laughs> and I have no idea what oh. it's about yet
1: so I'm looking forward to this. Okay. It's about, it's a, it's about taking the audience's heads and slamming them inside the car door for 5 minutes. Good god. And then pushing them down a cliff. If I fucking hated that episode with all the fire in my veins. But that's discussion for a different time.
0: So uh so hit me with your with your next point here.
1: I'm actually good on points. Okay. I've said all i really serious, because the, the two big moments for me were those. Uh, I could say talk about other moments like the fact that, you know, there's, again, great design work going into faces mm-hmm. such like when we have Leaf's flashback, uh, you can actually physically tell that Askeladd is younger in the flashback. And yep. the thing is, like, it's a question of like watching things over a long period of time where you might not notice that. And I'm sure that that was the case where Askeladd in the past, as it were, quote unquote, looks younger than he does now. But you wouldn't necessarily notice that unless you're paying attention. But this is a very deliberate hard cut from past to present. And you can tell. Mm-hmm. And that's not just because he's got the scar above his eye, which again, they've now added in, but also because of the lines on his face, how sunken he is, how gaunt he looks relative to back yeah. then. So I appreciate them doing that because it would be understandable if disappointing if they were just like, no, nah, you know, we'll just have the scenery change, but it looks the same guy. But they actually did that. So kudos yeah, to for doing it's it. It's really good. Uh, yeah, detail details are really really solid mm-hmm. in Vinland Saga right now. They've got all of that on point and on lockdown. And I hope they continue that all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, before I forget, I, I loved. I know it's. I know again, it's like you know, really obvious symbolism. But I loved the flickering candle that was dying out in Bjorn's room mm-hmm. as a metaphor for himself mm-hmm. coming to coming to the end of his life. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, I think that's probably the way that you know that he's really dying. Yeah. Um, is, the, is the camp. That's that's the biggest flashing light. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it.
1: <laughs> and then Asklad acts to, You know what? They could have done to make that even more potent if Asgard was the one who blew it out at the end. Ooh, oh, that would Sorry, have been you dropped out. What did you say? What they could have done was they could have had Asgard be the one to blow it out oh as he leaves. God. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a fucking that moment. Been, that might have been too much. <laughs> yeah, that might have been too much. What, what of just, like licked
0: his finger and then...
1: <laughs> no, no, he just he just knocks he just knocks it over by accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Sorry, Bjorn. I hope you don't get cold in here.
0: <laughs> totally. Um. So I I thought um speaking of Ascalad, there was an interesting in the detail you mentioned. Like I love the way that they drew him in the war room as he's explaining his plans, especially when he concludes the explanation and he's like he looks like a like a ringmaster like a puppeteer like he's arms mm. out like and he's got this look on his face that makes me wonder especially given what you said about him being killed by Canute like will there be this moment when you know those two clash i you know they're in in their um kind of ideals or their vision and will will Canute mm. just be like this This guy is too clever for his own good. Like he's too dangerous even to me. And I don't know, like because once he's got power and he honors the Welsh agreement, it'll be fine, but maybe leading up to it, right? Like maybe you know, Askelad will think, God damn it, Knut, if you don't do it this way, you're gonna ruin everything and Canute will just be like that's it no we have to do it my way in fact I'm killing you no I'm
1: gonna go (laughs) yeah in fact you know you know what Ask Glad I'll play it your way for once oh how do you like them apples right right yeah because Canute clearly still has some moral sense of what he seems disgusted at the outcome Mm -hmm. Um, which funnily enough I think may very well be the way he rules from right now which is that his morality now is only in hindsight which is well that's too little too late man
0: it really is like stark you know he a few episodes ago when he had his epiphany like he felt like so um he was the actualizer right he was an Mm. active like he was the one making things happen and he feels very dependent on askeladd right now and like you said like you know i'm sure about the body double he's like well you played your part in establishing Vinland, a, a real heaven on earth, uh, a utopia. So you didn't die in vain. Um, you died for the cause, and that's fine. I can I can sleep uh, well enough at night. But like, how it, how many more of, of those will happen? You know where? Because fuck, man, he didn't tell him he was gonna do. Askeladd didn't tell Canute he was gonna do this. <laughs> he probably mm-hmm. would have objected. And, like, yeah, will there be a line that gets crossed, right? We're like, you did this without telling me? Like, you are so dead, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm interested. Man, wouldn't,
1: wouldn't that be, a, wouldn't that be a, Like, you know, I've said all this time about Thorfinn having. They should have killed Asgard because of all the awful shit he's done, not least of which being his own personal reasons for doing mm-hmm. that. What a fucking irony that would be if Canute then killed him because he knows that Asgard is doing all this awful shit. And he's the one willing to actually step up and do it. Hmm. Oh my god! I think my head would explode. Yeah. yeah.
0: And Massa, I I don't think, like I think Canute asked Askelad if he was going to kill him because I think he would have tried to spare him somehow. I don't think he wanted him to kill hmm. him. And I think he didn't pursue the line of questioning any further when he realized Askelad is actually going to let him live and not kill him. Which I think is what he wanted. Despite Mm -hmm. knowing that he's a spy and this is what this is what i want to be made um like really explicit with canute going forward that like he has these kind of he wants these like seemingly impossible outcomes because he is this idealist right you know here you have like a threat to the kingdom a spy and oh, we have to kill him, but no, we have to keep him alive. Why? like because this is my like moral code like this is what i that's what I want know. from Canute. I want him to come into conflict with at a conflict conflict with Askelada in this way. <laughs> um I'm really excited about these last three episodes. I have no idea what could be in store I mean i I think uh the series is a snowball going downhill
1: at this point. I think it's only gonna yep. continue it's really build momentum, yeah. I'm genuinely impressed how its found its footing again. It's giving us like what I think it wanted to do, but never did simultaneously. Which is, it gave us it's giving us good character work, but it's also giving us the wider messaging of the show. It's not laying one comment the detriment of the other. Now, to be fair, the character work in the earlier part of the show had to be set up before we could even get the wider messaging. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Although even in the earliest episodes was the stuff like Half Dan. You remember him? I haven't thought about Half Dead in a while, but yes, I remember him. Ah uh, yeah. He's only third <laughs> down now. He's, he's lost he's lost some yep. weight. Uh but like, you know, slavery and all that, like, you know, escaping to I mean, did you and I were discussing in the very first or oh, second episode about the slave, and like Thor's giving him the image of Inland as a send-off, which now ties back to Bjorn and his send-off here of friendship with Askalad. It all comes round again, telling you, folks, yep. all links. And then, of course, we had like the segue into the more wide stuff where we kind of got to see the characters as a group, but from outside perspectives. Like with, for example, uh, Anna, was it? I can't remember her name. The lady who had the ring, you know, the one ring of power. Oh, God. Yeah. You remember her? Yeah. yeah. How she, that was a great episode. She, she'll... Yeah. Great episode. Not about our mm-hmm. characters, per se, but rather more about how they interact with the world and how they are viewed from the outside. But that then kind of shifted away from that focus, which... I've had some issues with. Pacing has not been great. But right now, this show is firing on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. The guys who are doing this are doing a damn fine job. In pretty much every respect, and I'm really, really impressed with it. I don't know whether or not in the end, this show will outshine uh, some of the other stuff that I've seen this year, in terms of anime release this year, to be honest. But it's certainly punching quite high uh, at the moment. I've been quite impressed by it. 100%. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I think this, like, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but hey, it's always someone's first show. Uh, so I feel like this show would f- have fared so well if it came out um, in, like, the first anime boom period in North America, like in the late mm-hmm. 90s, whenever there, there yeah. wasn't a lot um, of content, um, not nearly as much as we have now, and it would have... Um, hopefully kind of come out quickly i mean there's a lot of stuff that came out piecemeal but it would be ideal i think to get all the show at once and to watch it like as quickly as possible from front to back i
1: think binging this one would probably for the i better, think the yeah.
0: flaws will be less apparent the pacing mm. flaws
1: because there's enough i would, to, I would like, agree
0: repel you through the middle um in my opinion that you're given early on um and yeah, I, th- I think that that would work better for the show. Uh, and, you know, today we just... There's just such a glut of content
1: that so many good things get get uh, mm. passed
0: over and don't get their due. But
1: uh, Yeah, and I'd be remiss as well if I said, like, you know, I joked before about Leaf. Like, you know, oh, here he is, sir, not appearing in this film. But he came yeah. back, and it was... And not only was it a good payoff of fourth because... Let's be honest here, in this story, Leaf's presence is not really for his own character. He is there to serve the purpose of enhancing or challenging Forfin's character. Which is fine, characters can be created to serve that purpose. Not every single character needs, or even mm-hmm. should, as far as good writing goes, have the same amount of screen time. But what I even really appreciate is not only did they manage to, you know, get that, like, here's how he challenges Fourfin, and we got that, like, stuff that I talked about before from Thorfinn's perspective, we in turn got to see how it has actually taken a toll on Leaf's own life from him wandering the, like, the known world at the time trying to find Thorfinn, and how there is an argument to be made, even if you don't agree with it, it's still an argument that's worth having that he might have wasted his life doing so. And that's all for a character whose presence in the show has only been peripheral at most and has only really been to serve as kind of like the wise old sage who sets ideas off forth in Fawfin's head. And they still give him that amount of characterization mm-hmm. where there has been a cost to him as well. This is good shit. It is.
0: Very good. So do we rate the episode or do we check on the
1: polls? We'll check on the polls firstly since I have those at hand. Okay. So if you'll just give me a second while I pull this lever here. This wheel over here, and then pull this up here. Yeah, we're all very, very old-fashioned here. Um, so <clears throat> poll number one for episode twenty-one: Which moral system do you reckon Farthing follows? And the answers are: fourteen percent say Paragon, and eighty-six percent say Renegade. Well put. Uh, if anyone wants to start photoshopping in Renegade prompt points, like for example, when Farthing loses it with Leaf, mm-hmm. that would be a good time to do it. Um, <laughs> Leaf next will up, remember the poll- <laughs> <laughs> Leaf will remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Poll number two, does Thorfinn realize on some level that killing Asgard will give him no joy or finality in the end? 57% say yes and 43% say no. So mixed mm-hmm. bag here, mixed back. And I could see it mm-hmm. both ways actually, as much as I argue the yes side of it, which he kind of does with that second repeat of the line, I think that, you know, there's having an unconscious understanding mm-hmm. of it, and so- all the degrees thereof until you actually really do realize it. Uh, poll number three is Gunnar the worst spy in human history and well this is a fucking landslide isn't it I mean Jesus Christ like you know this guy could could not even like you know get past airport customs if he had to approach the one blind person they had there um, which would be 100% say absolute fail yeah not since and 0% not since Maxwell Smart 0% say <laughs> <there been> worse? <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I mean Jesus Christ like Nes- Leslie Nielsen oh, like you know in right. The Naked Gun like, he's a better spy than him. Um, episode 21, poll number four. This was the repeat of the question I asked Doc earlier, which is, why or how did Askel Miss Bjorn's vitals in their duel? 0% say to make him suffer. 36% say reluctance to kill him, and 64% say complete accident. So, yeah, I can I think that's again like pretty much with the ratio that you said, where it was like, you know, mostly column C with a little bit of column B. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to me. All right, that's the polls, folks. Thank you very much for uh, throwing those out there. Uh, Feel free to retweet them, and they will be open for another week. So get your answers in on those, let us know what you think in advance of episode 22 when, well, shit's the fan again, repeatedly. Indeed. Um,
0: So I guess we should rate the episode now. So I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, this episode had a lot of strong points visually and narratively that we have talked about. So I'm gonna give this episode 4.75 uh, body doubles who have sadly perished out of five.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give it the exact same rating. I'm gonna give this uh, 4.75 Gunnar's spy victory dance out of five because you saw him like doing his little jig inside the uh you know inside the forest. You know full well like he's just completely and utterly fucking useless. <laughs> but yeah, um, again, like I said with the previous episode. All the right notes are being hit at the moment. So much meaning is being derived out of these uh, scenes here. We're getting payoff for long established moments, which we've been promised. Leaf didn't turn out to be, you know, like a thing waiting in the distance. We actually got genuine meaning out of it, both for him and for Thorfinn, which, fuck me, if that's not impressive writing there and then. The music was spot on. The moments with Bjorn and Asgard, again, very touching, very moving, very well handled. All the line work. Yeah, this this show is like really, really hitting its stride, and in the closing moments where it matters most. How many shows have you and I watched where we could say like it ended that strongly, or it's ending that strongly? Mm. Even yeah, and anime endings are hard, man. <laughs> it's always ha- it's always hard to stick mm-hmm. the landings, To be honest, yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, but it's doing it, which means, of course, now it actually has to land. So please don't fuck this up, Finland Saga. You. T- just, just,
0: saying. say uh, you can stick the landing on your twenty nineteen by becoming a Dish Show patron over at here <laughs> right at Patreon dot com slash Show. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three budget friendly tiers two, three, five dollars. Um, you get all kinds of cool rewards. Um, we're doing some podcasts about Studio Ghibli works. Uh, that two of those have been released to patrons are Laputa, Castle in the Sky, and A Tale of Princess Kaguya. Uh, princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. the other Ghibli princess, is uh, forthcoming. Um, and mm-hmm. you can get those early. Uh, those, like I said, have been out and will be out soon for patrons mm-hmm. of any stripe, any tier, um, along with all kinds of other goodies. Like We got a pretty cool active Discord. That you could be a part of, damn right. Got, uh, bonus content, bonus episodes. We're about to record our uh, after show, which you can get uh, if you're a patron. We have, uh, you know, uh, like full on audio essays and reviews for the higher tiers that you can get a hold of. We're doing uh, another episodic review, like the one that you're seeing here, for a dip for a second anime this season. We're tackling. Uh, kabuki cho sherlock next season will be um, one that's much more desirable
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want
0: that, that uh yeah yeah there will be something like um jeweler richard or dora Hidoro or something like that
1: um hell i'll i'll, I'll watch a uh, you know nuclear fallout you know uh test footage <laughs> instead of a uh, show Sherlock. yeah or how about PSAs about polio and theory? I'll watch those instead. From the fucking 50s. Slow TV. The Slow TV review stream. Um, yeah, give me something like that instead of watching that painless piece of shit. Uh,
0: so yeah, uh, check it out if you if you can, but if you're not able or hell just don't want to support us financially, I don't blame you. And then you're valid and it's cool. We love you anyway. Uh, but you could show support, uh, if you are so inclined, for free dollars, free ass free support. If you, you know, share our stuff, follow us uh, places like Twitter, SoundCloud, um, YouTube, you know, click the little bell to get our YouTube videos. Uh, if You know, you may be listening to this on SoundCloud and be like, what? There's a YouTube? There's a stream of this and there are other videos, but it's true. So um, there's a... Yeah, see my face, mm-hmm. everything. Now that's a reason to subscribe. Completely. There's a twitch channel, you know, <laughs> and uh if you wanna uh contact us um you can get up with the show at watery show at gmail uh or watery show on twitter where you vote on the polls, you know if you want to complain uh or encourage um but i think uh the i left this off almost, and i can't why did i do that uh apple podcast reviews, the former iTunes rest in peace um you're you're now up there on in world one one with Bjorn, Bjorn and iTunes hanging out together forever, in the next <laughs> world. But uh, yeah, that helps our discoverability a lot, and uh, reviews ratings are always appreciated. Um, but if you want to contact Shadon, only
1: only Shadon, uh, how would they do that? Uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Shaden Sensen. I have a curious cat on the uh, same thing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Feel free to drop me questions, uh, statements, or questions and statements simultaneously. Whatever tickles your fancy. Yeah, so Shadon ten ten on Twitter and Curious Cat. Uh,
0: for me, it's at the Subtle Doctor on Twitter. Um, at me about whatevs. I'm here for you. Um, and I think that's going to do it for the reunion stream. Um, I wish we could play Reunion, the Final Fantasy Seven OST track to, to to lead us. Well, out. That,
1: no, that'll be that'll be. That'll be the music for the duel next episode. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But um, look, we've loved having you all. Thank you to everyone. Indeed. Thank you very Thank much, everyone. And for everyone watching who's uh, just lurking. Lurkers are valid. And for everyone watching uh, or listening on demand, uh, podcast audience, YouTube audience, we love you. And Indeed. We hope that you uh, brave the cold and that you have uh, a happy and safe,
1: Real, real hoodie power, folks. Saves Mm -hmm. everyone.
0: Yep. So for Shadon, this is me, the subtle doctor, saying, embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. Good
1: night, everyone. All the best.